Bonjour, fit femme. It's Nathalie Lacombe here, your coach and Cupid for your careers and your business and your success. And I am joined in bed once again by a phenomenal fitness leader. Please join me in giving a big welcome to kinesiologist and owner of Surefire Fitness, Catherine McKenzie. Bonjour, Catherine. Hi, Dumont. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will be a bilingual in bed only <laughs> avec l'industrie. Oh, next time, next time we'll flip to that. Um, sure. It's such a pleasure to have one-on-one -on -one time with you, uh, Catherine. Both uh, she and I uh, work diligently together with the Fitness Industry Council of Canada. Um, but it's nice to actually have some one-on-one -on -one time versus just little chats in our weekly zoom meetings through thank with you like so much for coming tiny mm -hmm. thumbnails <laughs> yeah like like and sometimes it's as simple as like you look really energetic today <laughs> it's things like that you know, yeah wash my hair i mean sometimes it's the little things that gets us through the tough weeks and so i'll take a second to introduce you all to Catherine so that you understand why it was so meaningful for me to have her join us in bed um and to be able to share some of her insights and resources with all of you. So she's a health and fitness expert in Winnipeg. She's a best-selling author and enthusiastic workshop presenter, three-time finalist for CanFit Pro's Fitness Professional of the Year. Congratulations to that. Um, she enjoys sports and traveling and is a woman after my own heart because she believes that pizza should be an official food group. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> I think cheese should be an official food group. So I feel like you and I um, are best friends right ever. So fun. Well, thank Welcome. you so much for having me on the show. And I have to say, it's a bit of an honor for me because when I was just starting out in the fitness industry, I remember going to a conference and not really knowing anybody and attending a session run by Nathalie Lacombe. And it was huh. so good. And um it me it reminded me of why I was entering the fitness industry. So yeah. there you go. Partial credit to you too. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for saying that. Um, we are taking some time together today, first of all, uh, to congratulate you for your nomination for the Fitness Professional of the Year Award. Tell us a little bit about how the platform that that gives you is rewarding, how you've Manage because we're very humble, us little Canadians, we're very humble. How have you managed to use that to see how it can be a platform for you to serve more people, serve people better, and be really an integral part of our industry? Yeah, well, it is certainly an honor to have been uh, nominated. And it's really just a reminder of how many fitness professionals are in Canada and in the world and how everybody just wants to help everybody else. And it mm. kind of just gives me the opportunity maybe to reach people outside of my circle, my little circle here in Winnipeg. So mm. in that sense, it's good. My, my goal is just to help people move more and feel better. And so if this gets me to help out one or two more people, then really that's the most important thing for me. And that goal is clear. So you guys, you can find Catherine at um, at Surefire Fitness um, on social media platforms or at www.surefirefitness.ca. That energy of yours to help people, that collaborative spirit has been really clear um, over the, like I said, the past couple of years where I've seen the work that you do and, and the 
the contributions that you bring to the fitness industry council. Have you noticed a, a difference in that competitiveness versus collaborative collaboration? What are you seeing now? What have you noticed through the, the past couple of years of challenges through closures and anything else and the shifting around in the culture? Is that making you a little bit optimistic? What are you seeing in terms of <laughs> Well, it's definitely been an interesting couple of years for sure. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, maybe a little bit of a wake up call to some industries that maybe mm -hmm. they should work a little bit more closely together and align themselves in a way that allows them to have a bigger voice and mm -hmm. uh, more positive voice in the world. So I definitely see that. I think being a part of the Fitness Industry Council of Canada has helped me to see that there are other fitness professionals out there who really do want to work together. And there's so many projects federally that we're kind of starting to unveil um, that will help all Canadians and not just this trainer's clients or this person's circle. So right. it, it has been nice to be a part of that group and to see it expand and to, to help it expand and to kind of remind other fitness professionals that we're not in competition at all. Like mm. there isn't a person on the planet that can't benefit from our services. And so rather mm. than fighting over or worrying about which clients are yours and which clients are mine, we need to, to make that circle bigger and encourage all people to use our services um, so that all Canadians can benefit. Mm. I appreciate that. Um, you are amongst some of the elite that are alive and kicking and going and I, I dare say thriving, you know, if we look at what the other alternatives were out there, what have you learned? What have been some of those key aspects that have kept your career going, your business going? I'll ask you about you going, <laughs> but if, if you look at the career and the business, what would you say have been those key factors that have really stimulated it to succeed over some yeah. challenging years? Yeah, I'll... I'll say that I kind of always fall back on like, how can I best serve the people mm. around me? And so when everything kind of started domino effect shutting down, I, I say a couple of years ago, I don't know how long it was. It feels like we've kind of had <laughs> time hole. is a blur. Yeah. Everybody it's like, was that a month ago or a decade mm. ago? I'm not sure. Could be <laughs> anything. Anyways, um, I just kind of decided that I was going to give people a place to move. And that couldn't always be in person. It couldn't always be live. It couldn't always be what we had done before. And hmm. I kind of had to pivot like everybody else. And I was never a huge online person. So I did the occasional online session or virtual session for clients that went away during the winter time or whatever. Hmm. But right. I was very much a one-on-one in-person or group classes in-person, and I couldn't survive that way. So I, I jumped headfirst into Zoom, and I went to these silly little workshops about how to turn a yeah. thumbnail into a bigger screen and mm -hmm. all these other things that come uh, second nature now. But at the time, I had no idea. Yeah. I am proud to say that we didn't miss a class. So my regular uh. class times, I like figured it all out. It was rough. Everyone was figuring out the technology. Mm. But when I saw the faces of those people, the familiar faces, and they mm. would sign into class like 15 or 20 minutes early, because we were all kind of in this deer in headlights, uncertain world. 
but for them to meet together and to see each other was like this one constant thing and it was so great and so we muddled through it and now it's second half like everyone knows how to do it and i've reintroduced some of my in-person programs but i've kept that virtual element and i still have some clients that i only see virtually if that's what they're comfortable with or if that's what's more convenient and then the ones who prefer the in-person uh i'm able to do that a little bit more here now with the current yeah. restrictions so yeah nice. i i don't know i just kind of decided that i wanted to give people an opportunity to move and i did my best to do that so <laughs> it's interesting i mean we always knew that how critical social health was to what we did um and i think i mean as much as it's social media or so <laughs> we, we can call it that, but really it, it, sometimes it wasn't super social, but to think about something being digital, to think about a virtual platform being that opportunity for community and social health and people to have a place where they can spaces, even if it's just, you know, top of the head to sternum, it's still something. Um, yeah. It's quite remarkable how us showing up. I love that you said that don't miss it you showing up consistently i can only imagine catherine how it gave your clients and participants certainty in times where everything was changing all the time you were there that's a really powerful thing to do for people yeah well i wasn't intending to be powerful i was yeah. you know, swimming underwater as quickly as possible too but yeah. i knew intuitively that movement was important and I knew that some way of connecting with everybody was important. And so I just mm. kind of combined those two elements. It's natural for me to teach fitness classes. It was not natural for me to do that online, mm. but mm. the silver lining of this entire thing for my business is that now I do have a pretty solid online platform. And mm. I've kind of once again, pivoted into more of a hybrid model where I do some online and some in person and it works for whoever wants it to work in whichever way. And so as much as the pandemic has been hard and continues to be hard and uncertain and we don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen in the next little while necessarily. Um, yeah, business is there and I'm here to help people move and feel better. So that's nice. that's what's important to me. Nice. And tell me, I mean, there's been quite a few of our colleagues that have taken the last couple of years because to most, I think mostly because of the closures and they, they wanted to do just that. They wanted to keep serving. And so they went from employee to entrepreneur with all the, the trials and tribulations that go along with that. Now that you say like, you've got this solid digital platform, you've got things going, you've got a hybrid model, you've got that comfort of familiarity for your clients and classes. What would be some tips, what would be some insights that you would share for those that might be a little bit earlier on in the journey? Maybe 22 is the year where they're like actually fully fledging, investing themselves in that entrepreneurial spirit, in those endeavors. What are some things that you're like, mm, I wish I knew that <laughs> I would have done this. This is way more important than I thought it was. This is way less important than I thought it was. Give us some of those insights. Yeah, it's a tricky question because things have changed a lot in the little mm. in the last little while um and there's certainly things that i wish i would have known but at the same time i also feel like i still wish i knew certain things so that <laughs> will never change like whatever it is that yeah. you think that one thing you need to figure out it doesn't really exist it's kind of a series of things mm. that you know develop and change based on 
where you're at and your personality and the people that are around you and what your goals are with your business. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I think people focus a lot on making money and success is making X amount of dollars and you should put all your focus into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so at the beginning, that was sort of what you would measure if your business was successful successful or not. And now Mm -hmm. I feel like I actually enjoy a more balanced schedule where I have a little bit more time to travel or to do nothing (laughs) like Mm. just work out for the sake of working out or yeah, like be in nature, like do the things Mm. that just kind of help me to be a better person and a better trainer instead of running myself into the ground. So I think Mm. on a personal level, just affording that time to myself. So um, I would tell a newer entrepreneur to just be wary of that. Um, For sure. It takes a lot of work and, I don't want to say you can't give it your 100% because it's important to work hard if you want to grow a business. But there does need to be a balance element there if you want to play the long game in any business. Yeah. 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 So I would say that. And then the other thing is, and and I still get caught up in this, and I'm sure other fitness professionals do, but just this uh, uniform idea of what a fitness professional is or should look like. Hmm. And I kind of mentioned it before that there's a large market of people out there that could use our services that can't or won't or don't know that we could help them. And I think what they are looking for is a real person with a lot of knowledge and just that cares about their well-being. That doesn't necessarily resemble a cookie cutter that might be an intimidating type of figure hmm. for that person. So I know I've just hearing things or seeing things online that there's certain people that feel that they maybe don't belong in the fitness industry. And I, I think there's room for everybody who wants to help others live their best life. I love that you bring that up. It's an interesting uh, conversation that, that, that I'm having with a few different people about that fine line between inspiration and intimidation. And I think the fact that only 15% of, you know, North Americans, let's open it up to that, actually exercise in a structured physical act in structured physical activity like a gym shows us that we focused on make making fit people fitter and perhaps have floated closer towards intimidation than inspiration and i know that it's something that you do and i know that one of my upcoming projects is having (laughs) the opportunity to read your book throw your scale away i can imagine how you sustain that message in the book and I'm excited to read it. That said, how does, what I'd love to know is from a business standpoint, so the message would be there, but from a business standpoint, how does this support what you do? Where does it fit within the career, the business and the messaging that you do share with people who you want to help? Yeah, I I feel like it just kind of encapsulates everything that I believe, which is hard to summarize in one Hmm. session or one sentence or a short conversation. Um, I always figured I would write a book. I just kind of have always been that type. Yeah, I've always known. I didn't know what it would be about. But um, so I had a blog at one point and I would write articles for my website or for various publications, magazines and whatnot. And I just Mm. had kind of a collection of them. And there was kind of a running theme, of course, that resonates with me and that Uh, Movement should be done for the sake of movement and not necessarily to make one's appearance better, for lack of a better word, because oftentimes we focus a little bit too much on that in fitness. 
Um, and so I just started putting all of those stories together. And a lot of them are stories, uh, things that happened to me or things that I remember from sports growing up or coaching or fitness. And then a lot of stories were things that clients would bring up and like, oh, what about this? Or I read this or I heard this. And then I just kind of combined everything and had enough that if mm -hmm. I filled in a few gaps and added a few chapters and slapped a book cover on it, that I could publish, <laughs> it, publish it. Yeah. You make so, it sound so easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a lot of work, um, but it wasn't like I started from scratch. So anyone who is right. thinking that they you know, don't have what it takes to write a book. If you're already into writing or if you already have a blog or whatever it is, you've already kind of have some of those pieces. And it's just, it took a long time. Like it took me a couple of years. The hardest part was actually letting go. And after mm. getting it edited several times, like giving it to, away, like, okay, it's read it. Cause now like I read it and I'm like, oh geez, why did I write that that way? Like. And other times I'm like, no, that's exactly what I meant to say. And that's what I would say now. So Fair. it's just, it's, it's there and it's not an evolving product anymore. So that right. part was difficult for me. Interesting. Um, the, per the permanence of it. Yes. I didn't realize how hard that would be. Um, and hmm. there, you'll see when you do read it, like there's also some stories in there that are funny, but also some that are like quite personal that I'm hoping that people can relate to on some mm. level, even if they mm. haven't had the same thing happen to them and be like, all right, like we're all human at the end of the day and we all just need to move and feel better. So, um, now I use it mostly as a gift. <laughs> it's <laughs> old in book world. It was published actually six years ago, right around this time of year. Oh, I got wow. it out before Christmas so that people could buy it and give it away as Christmas gifts. Um, so it's been around for a long time in book world. So it's still kind of hanging out in a couple of bookstores, but, and you can order it on Amazon, like it is accessible, but it's not a novel product anymore. Um, so I use it as a gift or um, to surprise a new client. Some of them don't even nice. know that I've written a book. So, I so love fun. the surprise and delight. Yeah, surprise I, and said, delight. I gave her a book. I was like, oh, I thought you mm -hmm. might like this. And then she looked at the cover and she's like, wait a minute. And then she flipped over and saw my picture and she's like, you wrote this? And I was like, yeah, I did. Like, so cool. it's in that sense, it's kind of fun. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, I very much look forward to, to cracking into this in the time that that, that um, as one of my focuses is looking into that balance and taking care of my own um growth and mental health and physical health we've been you know we've had a couple of years where we've giving it away so much because we wanted to survive and almost resuscitate our industry and our careers and all of these things and um we're all getting to that point where i think looking into the okay now what is sustainable for us all in the same way that we would tell our clients to do it um in terms of their physical activity and their health finding something that's sustainable is what's key it's just you know after what we after what we went through it was tough to do it for ourselves so i appreciate um that this will be an opportunity for me so thank you for thank you for the gift of me very welcome you did y'all wait okay back it got it got to yeah. <laughs> um let me ask you this to close off as we you know look into 2022 i'd love to know what you're seeing around you from your colleagues, from the industry, um, from what's happening in your community and around uh, around the country and the world, what do you find inspiring? What keeps you optimistic and keeps driving you to move forward? I think there's some good energy. 
I think mm -hmm. people have been through a lot, not just fitness industry professionals, but everybody. And I think health and wellness, maybe not necessarily fitness in terms of like a competitive mm. aspect, but wellness mm. is top of mind for so many of us. Um, and I think whether people are ready to go back to a gym or hire an online trainer or do an on-demand workout, I think people are ready to take care of themselves a little mm. bit more than maybe they have in the past and to maybe start moving forward. Because mm -hmm. I think we were stuck for a little while just with all the uncertainty and everything that was going on. And I, the optimistic part is that I think we're on the back end of that. And some people are mm. already like moving forward and other people are starting to, you know, tread forward lightly. And some other yes. people are just like about to. So I yes. think in terms of fitness industry, that's super promising because I, I think everyone's ready to move and feel strong and get healthy. Um, but I just think for people in general, that's also a good sign that people mm. are wanting to take care of themselves. Thank you. Uh, agreed. And, and I think that that energy from one another and from the clients and from us and for everywhere is feeding it. And we are determined optimists, <laughs> even in the worst <laughs> of times. Um, and we've we've picked one another up and you have been one of those people that has always offered to your colleagues and everybody else to, you know, okay, and grab one another by the arm um, and seeing if we can keep moving forward and be successful with that. So I thank you. I um, congratulate you again on the success that you've had and the nomination that you received that was incredibly well warranted. And I wish you a phenomenally wonderful 2022. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such an honor. I hope everyone enjoyed my fairy lights. This is where I do my reading before I fall asleep. <laughs> it's very, um, very and I cozy. I also do want to wish a very prosperous 2022 to everyone who's out there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Catherine. We'll see you soon.